Hello, everybody. Welcome to the greatest comic book news show in the entire multiverse of Colorado. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, today, we're going to... I'm Betty. That is Sal. This is the show that we get together every Tuesday to talk about the news going on in the world of comic books and comics. We talk about what we've read, what is going on, and what has been announced. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. I, I got... I, there's a news article on here that is not here, which I think you're going to be excited for because the entire chat has told me you'll be excited for it. Oh, yeah. No, I've heard about it already, but... Uh... Oh! What have you heard? I've heard that Channing Tatum is going to be the max, but he said that like years ago. It's just that, <laughs> but, but today I saw he posted on Instagram that he's going to be the max. Everyone who wanted you to be surprised by the news. I'm sorry. No, Sal they... is on the ball. We're yeah. doing a news show. I know what happened. <laughs> this isn't breaking. He said that like years ago, he's wanted to be the max and gambit for like as exactly as long. Uh, but, Yes, no, Channing Tatum said on his Instagram account, and I'll just pull it up and read it if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, go to, right ahead. So we have a source here because uh, I posted it on Twitter as well, and people were like, what? And I'm like, it, it's, it says it right there. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? But um, here we go. Uh, on Channing Tatum's Instagram page, you can go there, and there's a, there's a number of pictures of the Max, and the quote is, oh, my God, I'm so excited for this. I can't even explain the Max. This is a childhood love of mine, a truly brilliant genius creation of Sam Keith. When I was grounded and wasn't allowed to watch TV, this was the cartoon on MTV's oddities I would risk it all for. First of all, high five to Channing Tatum for correctly citing it, MTV's oddities, and not liquid television. Nailed it. It was MTV's oddities. I don't remember either of those. So. Man, paired with The Head, another Are you older show. Than me? <laughs> I think so. Uh, I would risk it all for sneak out of bed, put it on and pray. I didn't get caught. Even now, after all this time, it feels somehow ahead of its time. The characters in the, in this, the max Julie Winters, and Mr. Gone taught me things about my, about life, life seated complex ideas in my young mind that had profound effect on me and how I viewed the world and the roles we play that I only intellectually understood way later. Can't wait to bring this to life and try and bring it to generations that missed it. I mean, like what? Okay. My uh, assumption is cartoon. I mean, I don't, I don't think, think so. You think we're getting live action, Max? I mean, look, they already did a cartoon on MTV. It's, it may be the best comic book animated adaptation of all time in terms of its accuracy and it surpassing the source material. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be live action, I, which will be weird. Max will have to be CG, which I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Sydney Sweeney for Julie Winters, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's my casting. Uh, they really only need to cast three people. Julie Winters, she's, uh, Mr. She's Gone. already a superhero. Uh, it's going to be the wildly successful Madame Web. Uh, exactly. It's not like she's going to need, like, it's not like she's going to want to win after the Madame Web comes out. She's going to be in a franchise. She's going to be in a franchise. She's going to get Oscars. She's going to get a Grammy because she's going to have a musical number at some point. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I, 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 have, I have high expectations for Madame Web. <laughs> Currently coming out in Hollywood's favorite time, February. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Comes it's out a Valentine's and... Day movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean listen, Deadpool Deadpool was about that. Dead Deadpool's Deadpool. Madam Web is that. <laughs> that. It's just really good at that. But yeah, I'm hyped. I know that like nobody cares about the Max, but like listen, folks, if you want, go watch the Max cartoon. You will not be disappointed. It's cool. But uh yeah. Okay, well, let's move over to another topic here. I'm trying to remember what I read recently. Have you read anything you want to talk about before we go into the rest of the news? Since I just wanted to surprise you with that one. Right? Not um, Nothing I mean, from this week. 
Like this, you know, I, I did read this week's shit. None of this. Uh, did you read Ultimate Spider Man? Well, yeah. I mean, didn't you? Yeah, but you like the talk moment about- it came out, oh, we can yeah. talk about it. But here's the thing with that. Look, I'm going to preface this by stating I loved it. I thought yeah. it was amazing. I thought it did a great job. Amazing world building. I loved the fact that it homaged the original by not even technically showing the suit. Uh, they did everything they needed to do to make that the best launch ever. Nothing happens. There's nothing to spoil. There's really nothing to discuss because nothing happens. <laughs> I mean, Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man in that book. It's uh, What we, do you we, think I, about the alternate origin? Uh, I mean, it's cemented in the universe. You know, like it, it's all part of the like ongoing, uh, you know, ultimate nonsense that Hickman's building. Like you can never talk about Ultimate Spider-Man with all, without also talking about like Iron Man, the their Illuminati, the like geopolitical upset that's happening uh the maker's secret bunker you know like there's all this crap yeah there's a lot there's a lot in this new universe yeah and it's like i i can't get excited for any of that but like what's happening with peter and the like the elder millennial journey he's going on i'm like i'm here for that way to go that's awesome it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes because like it's the way they set it up in the comic is almost like okay he got the powers now he's just spider-man but right. I, I, like he's just like oh I'm spider-man like did it come with memories of how to do no this? no he's gonna have to learn how it works which i'm like yeah. all right cool yeah exactly and i'm on board at that journey but just the way they they set it up at the ending it's like yeah okay i know i can't wait to see the next issue like that's gonna be really cool i hope there's no time jump i want to see like peter oh i didn't even think of that they just time jump and he knows what he's doing he's got some web shooters that would suck another six months or whatever where does he even get the web shooters does he know like does he make them like i don't know Maybe there's specs in the orb. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, he builds them. Shouldn't he know how they work? <laughs> but he's not, not in this universe. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, he's not even like super intelligent in this universe. He's just a guy working at a paper. Yeah, yeah, no. Based based on the news articles today, those people are like replaced by AI at this point. I know, I know. Well, he's, <laughs> it's great. Uh, he's He's unremarkable in this universe until now. It's like, that's great. No, it's cool. I love it. No, I really did love it. I thought they did a great job. Um... Nothing I read really stood out to me recently. I did read the fall of the House of X. That is the good one. The other one is dumb. No, they're the both other cool. one's dumb. They're like, oh, we're going. Here's another alternate future for the X Men. That's it's what's happening. Oh, there's another one, and that one. Fa- I'm at a point where if it's an alternate future for the X Men, I just ignore it because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. going to be destroyed and never matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you- I think it's all gonna get you know undone because this happened last week we can talk about this yeah what do you think of their setting up that they're just gonna reset everything i mean i I, asked rob and that was rob's face i was like so what do you think and he goes "Uh." i mean like here's the thing they could do two things because they're they're gonna go back and try and kill moira and uh undo it they're hitlering her yeah the other hitler the the story of like okay if you could go back in time would you go kill hitler as a baby they're hitlering her (laughs) yeah well i mean she's uh she's she's garbage but like the um they are okay so i think that in this case i don't think it's gonna go well i think that they're gonna try they're gonna screw up someone else is gonna die and they're gonna remake the age of apocalypse that's what i think is gonna happen be a lot better than they resolve this by just going back in time and killing a young Moira. Yeah, I mean, I think that eventually what will happen is they'll they'll end up in the Age of Apocalypse, Moira will be there, and then she'll die, and then it'll reset, bring it back to Krakoa, get back to this point. And then, well, that's, <laughs> why they're, that's why they're going to go before she has her power. I know, I know, I know. 
But if they don't, but the thing is, if they don't succeed, if they don't kill her, but in the like, words of Doctor Who, they're going to a constant in time. <laughs> but if they don't kill her, like if they don't unmutant her or unalive her, then I expect someone else will jump in the way, like young Professor, like young Xavier, jumping in the way and saving her, dying instead, changes the timeline, and I think makes a new uh, uh, a, a Age of Apocalypse two. So you don't think they're just going to end this by killing a baby, basically? No, I don't think so. Because they already technically did that with like the X Force run by Rick Remender, where they killed yeah. the kid Apocalypse. Exactly. Rick yeah, no, I, I think that uh, no, I don't think that's. I think they want you to think that's what's going to happen, but uh, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I feel like it'd be too it'd be too much of a button up to just get them back to Westchester and just be. Like, and now we're back at the school because I brought I, this up to Rob. Yeah, I think we are going to go back to the school. I, I do think we are. I do yeah. think we are, and there's a reason for that. Uh -huh. I, have a, I have a theory. I have a theory okay. that we're going back to the school. Did you read Wolverine versus Predator? Yeah. It ended with him guarding the school. Yeah. Okay. So it's and what it stated was present day. Now, here's my theory. <laughs> here's my theory. That is technically present day in six months of X-Men. Knowing right. that X-Men was going to that, they didn't want to have this random Krakoa thing at the end of Wolverine versus Predator. Yeah, they wanted it to kind of stand with what's current, what you know from the past, and where X Men are going to go. I didn't think it ended at the school. It, it it just ends with him in the woods or something. No, no. Well, it, they, the present day story was him at the school. No, the school. no, no, yeah. no. Him at the school is the past. Oh, you're going to make me pull it up. It says Westchester, New York, the past. Now that takes place pre everything. Like that's a that's an earlier story. You they can tell so, from the. They got so costumes. confusing with that. Yeah, no, no, no. You can see from like the, I mean, like, first of well, all, well, fine. Shoot down my theory. Sal. I'm sorry. No, it's not. Like, Shadowcat's got her old costume. This is set in like the 80s. Fine. Whatever, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's still cool. What do you think about Sabretooth War over in Wolverine 41? Mm, I don't care about Sabretooth. I think I, I do. I like this so it is far. It's there but for you because you I don't like Krakoa. So it's there for, it's like, here's a story that has nothing to do with any of that crap. It's just Wolverine. Oh, and Saber hilarious because they got Wolverine back in issue 40. So he's over in the Krakoa fall of X thing. Finally. Oh yeah. He's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But like 41's like, all right, bub, I got to go find Sabretooth. Like, what, I got to go fight Sabretooth. What? what? Yep. It's just like, if you read X-Men 30 now, yeah, it's pretty much done with fall of X. Cause they went over here. So it's like, and X-Men 30 is just moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so it's uh yeah, I, I I also saw it's funny, the Wolverine book is like parental advisory. They're like, it's the it's some there's some graphic stuff in here. Oh, it is. It's like Wolverine Max level. It's like good, good. Yeah. Be be comfortable with that. Our chat is asking what happened to Dark Beast. Only Marvel knows. They don't they haven't answered that question yet. It's not he, oh, he, oh, oh, Dark Beast? Like the evil the, I, I the think they're referencing beast? evil beast in Wolverine. Not yeah, not yeah. true Dark Beast. Okay. Middle of the you know they're ruining Dark Beast like they ruined Maestro. Yeah. When like it was like oh Maestro is this how did we get there how did we get there and Marvel's like do you want to know yeah you, will you pay we're gonna make a story telling you how Maestro got there and then you read that and you're like oh yeah no Dark Beast was in was in Krakoa like he he was like you're worse than me man oh was he I don't remember I didn't realize he was there yeah yeah he was there so Love all it. right uh, let's move on to our our news articles of the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, Across the Spider-Verse, director explains why the movie explores so much of canon events. In short, the director explained that comics people consider canon events to be sacrosanct. Yeah, sacrosanct, yeah. 
uh, in when in reality, the person who created it pulled it out of their ass so that they wanted to make a more meta. So they wanted to make a more meta Spider-Man film. And so the idea of each Spider-Man needing a canon event for the Spider-Verse to exist. The movie yeah. used here as the main villain and gatekeeper to which the director explained that the character was a metaphor for the stalwart fan communities. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty insulting. Yeah. Be like, so the villain of the, our comic book adaptation movie is comic book fans because they don't let us just do whatever we want you want to know what the worst part about that is yeah i know you don't play the final fantasy games no <laughs> but final fantasy remake uh, i'm gonna spoil the game from two years ago at this point um or like a year and a half ago okay but that's the plot as well oh my god so in the, so final fantasy Re- 7 remake is yeah. literal is a literal remake like not to the literal sense of oh it's a remake of the game yeah they're remaking the timeline okay and so what it is is there's these spirit characters floating around the entire game mm-hmm. and if and if the characters of final fantasy 7 deviate from the expected lore these <laughs> characters fix it oh my god at the moment that happened i'm like it's a metaphor for the fandom that's yeah, you're all making it fun is. of me yeah you're making fun <laughs> of the fandom that's awesome uh, yeah and so basically and the plot rolls into okay this is that this is our fate to relive final fantasy 7 no matter what <laughs> and due to plot reasons they find a way to finally break out Okay, and they, can, and they can write a new story. That's a cool like premise, actually, for the game. Yeah. So, Seven uh, Rebirth, which is the sequel to remake, is the new direct. You have no idea what the hell is going to happen because they've right. they've broken the timeline. They've broken the fan expectation, which is what that director says the plot of Spider Man is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's so weird that they both are coming out at the same time. And normally they'd be like, well, they mo- they happen to eat at the same breakfast place and overheard each other. But the one's in one's in Japan. <laughs> yeah. So that's so they're they're okay. Uh I guess that allows them to then find a direction because I don't think there's like much of the next movie being made yet. No, like, it's super delayed at this point. Like no one even knows if it, what's gonna happen. Yeah. So uh, so they can follow that train of logic, like, well, okay, we don't want to necessarily say like look in the camera and say you're the problem, but uh I don't know, most of those movies do that, so I guess we'll do that too. <laughs> I guess we'll see. I mean, that's that's the metaphor and the whole meta thing a lot of things are doing recently. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Star yeah. Wars fans, you're the problem. <laughs> you're like Well, I love that. Thanks. I love being, I, yeah, I love loving something and then watching the thing that I love and giving it its money and then having the people who made it tell me that I'm a jerk for liking it. Final Fantasy VII Remake came out in 2020. Holy shit, has it been four years? Four years? That makes sense. There's no way. <laughs> making me Google this shit. That's what you're making me do right now. That came yeah. out in 2020. Holy shit. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I spoiled the four-year-old game, Sal. I'm sorry. It's totally fine. That's actually more old than you thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, these last four years are just one big Melvin year. It really is. It really sucks. <laughs> uh, next up, we got James Gunn confirms that Witcher star Anya Charlotra, she played sure. Jennifer, uh, has been cast in the animated series Creature Commandos as the Wonder Woman villain Cersei. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That. The article also mentioned, but does not confirm that there's a possibility that the characters are in the animated series Creature Commandos may potentially cross over with live action products with the same actress. That would be super cool, but probably unlikely. No, I, I don't think it's unlikely because I think that's what he said is the goal. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Yeah, I yeah, know he said like we deliberately cast people in the in Creature Commandos and in our future DC Universe animated projects because then they can play them in live action. Yeah, I think that's the goal. Just like they're going to do some crossover games that are supposed to have the same yeah. premise. They're going to that. 
that's going to be harder to do, but I do expect them to do it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, that's what made the MCU work. And like, I, like I've said before, it it becomes a constant thing of like, Oh, I got to see everything. So I got to know what's going on, but it's easy when there's only three projects a year in the MCU just broke it by having three different plot lines in 17 projects and no one cared about any of it anymore. 100%. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is also like the same article talks about like David Harbor, how he's going to be a Frankenstein. Uh, and he said out loud, like, I can't wait to play him in two different mediums. Like, I got to yeah. voice him in the cartoon, and I got to wear prosthetics and be him in a movie. And I'm like, wait, what movie? <laughs> wait, what movie is Frankenstein showing up? In Superman Legacy. Oh, with, my like, God. With, like, ten other characters. Yeah. You know what? Let's take a second. <laughs> <laughs> characters that have been announced. Oh, for Superman Legacy? Yeah, for Superman Legacy. Uh, all right, here we go. Every actor cast in Superman Legacy so far... Uh, that was up. Uh, this is only November. Okay, so there probably is more, but there's probably more. But we got—I can't believe this man's name is David Cornsweat. Uh, but uh, Superman, we got Superman. Okay, great. Uh, we've got uh, Rachel Brosnahan as Lois Lane. Okay, fine. Uh, Skyler Giosondo as Jimmy Olsen. Okay, so we got Jimmy, Lois, Clark. Cool. Nicholas yeah. Holt, Lex Luthor. Got it. You got Luthor. Makes sense to me. Uh, Sarah Sampeo as Eve Tessmacher. Oh, uh, Miss Tessmacher, like the female sidekick for Super for, for Lex Luthor in the 1978 Superman movie. Fine. Okay. He needs uh, an assistant, and they don't want to go to Mercy yet. So. And, like, what's so weird is that they always do that. Like in every effing Superman movie, they're like, "Don't forget, gotta get that, gotta get that ditzy woman as his like as his assistant." Parker Posey did that in Superman like Legacy, and I'm like, "What? What are we doing? What is this?" Yeah. But. Uh, and then it was like uh, Maria Gabriella as the engineer. And I'm like, uh, the, the authorities engineer is going to be in Superman. Le- okay. Uh, and Hey, how about Nathan Fillion Guy Gardner as Green Lantern in Superman legacy? Oh, all right. Isabella Merced as hot girl. Oh, hot girl in <laughs> Superman legacy. I know. Cool. Okay. And Edie uh, or Eddie Gathagi or Gathigi. As Mr. Terrific, Mr. Terrific in Superman Legacy. I I feel like there's going to because this is not supposed to be his origin, nor is it supposed to be later in his life. It's supposed to be like his twenties. Yeah, I feel like there's just going to be a scene where he goes to like Terrific Tower and the other heroes. They're are there all there, and, and that's it. Yeah, wait, we're not done. Anthony Kerrigan is going to be Metamorpho. Oh, I didn't know about Metamorpho yet. In Superman Legacy. <laughs> yeah, no. they're, they're all going to be a Terrific Tower, just hanging out, right? I mean, I, obviously, I I think the thing is going to be. Like, because for the longest time in the post-crisis universe, Superman was not a member of the Justice League. Right. Like, Justice League was was this. You know, and I can imagine the Justice League being like, hi, it's Mr. Terrific and Metamorpho and Hawkgirl and Guy Gardner. And they're like, you want to join? Superman would be like, hell no. I could see that. Because a lot of people forget that the Avengers as you know them and the Justice League as you know them is a 2000s thing. Those teams were meant to support superheroes that nobody thought could support a book. Exactly. They were the unsellables. Both yeah. teams. They were they were literally the unsellables. And then, so, like, I think it was Brian Michael Bendis was like, why, why are we doing this? Put all yeah. the big hitters on this book. No, it, was, it was Grant Morrison over there and Brian Michael Bendis over here. And they're both like, what are we doing? Yeah. What, we, we would sell a lot more if we just put everyone's favorite characters in these damn books. And they were like, and, and I remember the, 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 the brain trust were like, <laughs> 
Well, it's funny because what, what both of them did was like, okay, 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 but we still like the idea of the unsellable. So right. Avengers West Coast. Oh, yeah. and Justice League International. Yeah. <laughs> JLI. I, I, I'm I'm hyped for a JLI in this universe, if only just because like I think we also I don't remember if they've actually cast Booster Gold, but uh, we'll see. It would be funny if it is JLI and Superman is on the Justice League. <laughs> He'd be like, I gotta get out of here. Maybe Superman has to go to the West Coast. The JLI's there. Yeah. He's like, oh. Detroit. That's where gosh. they used to be. Gosh darn it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, Superman I'm, wouldn't swear. He wouldn't swear. No, he'd be like, I gotta go. I'll be right back. I'm just gonna go get some, some milk. He never <laughs> comes back. All right. According to Marvel Insider, Jeff Snyder? Uh, Snyder? Whatever. Uh, uh-huh. Both uh, Eldon Henson and Deborah Ann Wool will be returning for Dare to. Uh, yeah, we already talked about this already. Yep, we did a whole video. We, know, on we made a whole video on it. Uh, overall opinions, we're excited and don't Hooray. understand why they were trying something else. But I mean, yeah. that's, that's the MO for the MCU right now. Try something that no one will like. Yeah, maybe they will. Yeah, but they don't. I like. I do. I. I'm, I was thinking about this today because I do know they changed Echo's powers. Only slight. Uh, yeah, she has these. But the rest of Echo doesn't have powers. No, she's just Taskmaster. Right. She can mimic. But yeah, why she can mimic? But I was thinking about like why did they change Echo's powers? It makes no sense. Why did they change Ms. Marvel's powers? That makes no sense. Yeah, I know. You know, and it's just like, why are we doing these things? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know. It's not with Echo, I'm like, no, both people will complain about her having <laughs> different powers. I'm com- oh my Oh no. I'm complaining. <laughs> well, feel free. I mean, you know, I'm just saying it's like, all right. Oh no. No, but what I what I got was I tweeted that out, and I yeah. realized it's exactly what you just said. They're changing because nobody gives a damn or knows. When yeah. I tweeted out that Echo and Miss Marvel's powers got changed, the number one tweet I got back is, "Well, it makes sense, Benny, that for for Miss Marvel to be a mutant instead of an inhuman." And I'm like, "That wasn't a power." <laughs> I no. said powers. They changed your powers. Do you not? Do you know that little about Miss Marvel? <laughs> uh, yes, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, but there's another thing about the MCU. Uh, what's what's this one? Uh, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I was going to the MCU Series 5 has set an unfortunate record with none of the seven entries of the movie getting higher than a 90% on the Rotten Tomatoes, with each other phase having at least two movies above 90%. The projects were What If at 88% and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 at 82%. 82. Dan says he was surprised by this. In Loki season two at 82%, Echo at 73%, the Marvels at 62%, and Secret Invasion at 53%, Ant-Man Quantumania at 46 Yeah, I it's mean... to say this was the worst phase of the MCU to date. Easily. Uh, certainly the worst critically and probably the, wor- the worst financially. Um, Here, here's my problem. Yeah. I didn't... I wasn't even aware we were done with phase five. I know, right? What? Like, they just... It was a blip. Yeah. They no, blipped like, out phase five. I mean, good. Right? Because, like... You need to be able to just go, that's the phase that we're just not going to talk about. Uh, phase four and five? <laughs> I mean, we have to, right? The, the only problem I have is like, okay, so... We are almost at a point where half the phases are trash in the Marvel fa- MCU. Yeah. We have two trash phases. Yep. We get one more, we're half and half. We're half and half. It's like, it'll be like Star Wars. But, uh, yeah, I um, I don't think that we're ever going to get a Marvel movie to go above 90% rotten anymore. Oh no, it's too of, cool to hate on shit. Well, be, yeah, because because of like weaponized monetized online outrage. Yeah. Like just just because people with audiences have vested interests in brigading reviewers, that's it. Like it's just like 
it'll never be allowed because of the pre-reviews. Like you'll see like people go like the movie hasn't come out yet and it does and it's at 20%. Yeah. It's like, Oh, how is that possible? Oh, I know because like six influential YouTubers or vaguely influential YouTubers have like a stranglehold over their very uh, manipulatable audiences. No, I mean, you're not wrong. And I think that it's become too cool to hate on the MCU at this point. Oh yeah. Well, I mean like, it's gonna it's it's gonna be a point where it's gonna swing back because people are like, man, MCU that sucks. And I I've actually seen it happen where people go, are you really talking about the MCU right now? Like who cares? Yeah. Like who? Like why are you ascribing your identity to liking or disliking some movies about superheroes? Uh huh. And I'm like, fair. <laughs> that's that's the right attitude to have. <laughs> Um, in our last piece of news, I added this one because I found it this morning yes. by someone telling me uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot that I want to note, Dan let me know, was on the docket two weeks ago for news. He really wants us me to know that he found the news. But I found it's going to be Jason Aaron. Yeah. Jason Aaron is writing the Turtles. Yep. They're going to do a fresh reboot of the Turtles, starting the story not over from what I was told, but they're going to be doing... Yes, according to the uh, the press release, says the new Ninja Turtles series is notably a relaunch, not a reboot. Right. Existing in the same universe as IDW's previously published Ninja Turtles comic books. What do you think about that as a big uh, incontinuity Turtles fan? Uh, I think it's a terrible idea. I I agree because I, they, I think it should be a reboot. Here, I, I that's what I'm gonna say. They should end this with some epic stuff and just end the series and reboot yeah. it. Because the problem is, at this point in the story, we've killed off too many major characters. We've already done the big story beats. Because, yep. like, my problem with, with Turtles in the IDW world, right? 1 through 50 has such crazy story beats. They just couldn't trump it with 51 to 100. It's true. And then they just left the remnants of what it is for 51 to uh, 150, 101 to 151. Right. Like they, that's just the rem. Like it's the problem with the turtles. I don't, and I hate to say this because I love the turtles. Yeah, but I don't think the turtles are strong enough to go too far <laughs> beyond the Shredder, Foot Clan, Karai storylines, be story beats. That's a good I'm, point. The mute animals I love, but could we support a whole series of the mute animals? See, here's we, the thing, because like I, I am not a turtles fan proportionately speaking i love the turtles i love the turtles media i grew up with the turtles i have a i had a thousand action figures before i gave them away to children but like i am not because i didn't think that aliens time travel and all this other stuff would be good or intrinsic in the turtles dna but apparently like the turtles have been fighting aliens yeah. since day one yeah you know like the, the original series, like, they kill Shredder in, like, issue one or two, and then it's off to the races. They got Krangs, they got Ultrams, they got, like, uh, robots, they got, like, every, it's it's every which away. And, uh, you know, like, I, I remember growing up watching the Ninja Turtles cartoon show until, and I remember, like, watching, like, older YouTube videos where they're like, oh, the Red Sky series, and being like, I'm not having any idea what they're talking about. But apparently there's an entire season or two of the original Turtles cartoon that you and I definitely watched, where, uh, the skies go red and they like turn into other things. Like they have new mutations where they turn into like monsters Yeah, and they go into the future and then they come to the past. And I'm like, what, what is this? Like, this is insane. This is no wonder it failed, but it turns out like, no, that's what the turtles is. Yeah. Uh, no. And, and so, and here's, 
And this is coming from a Turtles fan. I have been a Turtles fan since I was a kid. Yeah. Until now. If you're, Turtles for me is what Ghostbusters is to you. Right. Okay. Like you could tell me up and down the, tur- the Ghostbusters lore. Mm-hmm. The Turtles, as a Turtles fan, and I know I'm going to get lambasted from Turtles fans. I yeah. feel the problem with the Turtles is it's gone on long enough that there are crazy story beats that work. Yeah. Kang, Shredder, Baxter. That's why those elements continually come up. Yes. That's why the shows keep rebooting and just hitting those story beats again. It's true. Like the shows reboot and we get back to Shredder. Yeah. And what they, and instead of instead of like, oh, maybe we should get rid of Shredder. No, we just made Shredder have a granddaughter so we could stall Shredder. Like <laughs> that's true. Karai's true. great, but that's her. But it's just I Shredder it, again. Like it's, it's Shredder as a young girl who's more conflicted over her emotions. And she's every time, every time she's in some of these properties, she's used to stretch out the eventual Shredder. Yes. Shredder eventually works with Kang. You know, Bebop and Rocksteady, the mute animals, that was one of the newer creations that they kind of like turning it into that group with Hobbs. Mm-hmm. That worked. But I don't think you could support like a whole story of them fighting those guys. Right, you're talking about like it, 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 I can imagine you doing a turtle story of them in the future where we crank, see all crank. that happen. I know, Kang, Krang, Krang, Kang. We're doing whatever. a comic book show, crank. folks. It's, you're going to say the wrong thing. It's yeah, I, it's Krang. I get it. Whatever. It, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. I just right. mix it up with because currently the MCU Kang is the thing. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I, I don't know if like the audience will stick around long enough for you to get to the point where the turtles are old. And there's like the last Ronin two is about like the turtles being dead and there's new turtles. Right. But, and, you know, but, but here's what the plot is. Sal is it, like, it's, it's the last turtle fighting the descendant of the shredder. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, I'm talking about last Ronin two. Last Ronin two is like, it's, it's uncharted waters. It was, but like, yes. But like, we're not, but I don't think, and, and, and it works over there because we're not going to spend 200 issues getting to that point. We just are there. I don't know if the audience will stick around and watch like, you know, the inevitable, uh, you know, aging of Bebop and Rocksteady and like the growing of the family to the point where it, you know, fragments and splinters and then gets back together. And they, you know, uh, like the fact that like Donnie like dies or gets downloaded to a robot. And then they, I mean, like all that, like, I can't believe that even, that they even got there, much less that people hung in there long enough for it to happen. But uh, that happened before issue 50. Did it really? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they've, they've got a hundred or more issues past that. Well, that's the thing, right? Like the turtles. That's the thing. That's the thing. What, what was the last big story beat that the turtles got headlines for death of Donnie? Yeah. That was a hundred issues ago, which just reiterates my point. I'm not, I'm not saying the turtles is not capable of going further. I'm not saying that there's not insane world building with aliens and extra dimensions and mutations and, and multiverses. Like we've done that too. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with the turtles, but the problem with the turtles is there's only so many big story beats that always work, always yes. work. Right, right. And, you and know, don't you want to tr- see that? Like, don't you want to see Jason Aaron's Shredder? Yeah. And I would love to. I would love to see how he gets to Shredder. Yeah. Like- and maybe he changes it. Maybe in his version, Shredder ends up working with the turtles for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe- and- like you right, can then, take the same beats and then spin them around a little bit because that's why Nickelodeon just makes a new turtle show every three years. That's true. And that's, that, that is actually like, that's my, like, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. Don't you want to see, like, I don't know if I want to see Jason Aaron inherit all this continuity with turtles. Like when I jump on, like if I pick up turtles, refresh you're, I mean, you're number gonna, one, yeah, you're going to get one, aren't you? Yeah. I'm going to pick up number one, but when I do, I, I want it to feel fresh and new. I don't want to have to like, 
feel like I missed out on 151 issues of Turtles. You know, well, and that's going to be the problem because you're going to look at it and you're going to go, okay, so Shredder's already gone. Splinter's already gone. Yep. Krang is already gone. Right. Uh, and Jenica... And, and Jenica's on the turtles now, so we got five turtles. So we got five and Jen- turtles. Yeah, and we got five turtles. And she's not even, like, is she turning into a person? Like, it's like Ron Malone I, I have something? I've not like, read from 101 to 150, so I don't know what they ended up... Jenica became a turtle? Right, like, it's a person that's a turtle, right? Like, yeah. I, 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 Which I don't, is what the turtles were originally in the cartoon, and now they're just... No, turtles. no, the turtles were always turtles. They, they, they... What was the series in where the they cart- were... The- in the cartoon, Splinter was a man, and he turns okay. into a rat. But every other iteration, Splinter's a rat who turns into a rat man. The turtles are turtles that turn into turtle man. What, what is the one I'm thinking of where they were like his actual sons and they turned into... Oh, that's still the cartoon, or the comic book, but they're reincarnated. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm probably mixing it all up. Yeah, yeah no, no, it's... It, because they are humans, but yeah. like their souls are human. Or yeah, yeah. But yeah, Jenica's an actual human woman who got injured and then had to take the blood, I think, from Leo, like a mm. transfusion... Yeah, and turns into a turns into a turtle. Well, that's my only problem. Like, I'm excited to see what Jason Aaron's going to do with this. But you're right; he's inheriting a lot of stuff, and all the big beats where the turtles are done. What are you going to? You going to reincarnate Shredder again? I doubt it. I mean, no. I I think that the thing is, at at the very least, like Jason Aaron is like he's an award winning writer. He's really good at what he does. I don't like. I don't count Avengers against him because of the strengths of everything else that he's done. No, I actually, I still think he did fine on Avengers. I think he had too much car blanche to do his own thing. Yeah, he did. We shouldn't have had a war with Phoenix. You shouldn't have Moon Knight take over the planet. And it's just a six issue story arc in the Avengers. I know. I know. <laughs> it's weird, but uh, I thought he did some crazy, awesome stuff in that series. I liked that series. So I know you're against it. I am, but I do feel like you're inherently against it because it just didn't work with everything else in Marvel. That's nah, there's a part of that, but also just, if they had told you straight up from the get go, yeah jason aaron's avengers is an alternate universe i still probably wouldn't have read it because i don't care the thing Mm -hmm. is with me they ain't my avengers my avengers is the new avengers like it's gonna be tough for me to ever care about the avengers and it took a long time and it's gonna have to be it's a very specific couple of writers who are gonna get me to read the avengers again even if it isn't gonna be the new avengers and one of them is bendis and it's just like as it turns out i just don't care about the avengers unless it's new avengers or they're written by bendis otherwise i'm really not enjoying it except for what's coming out this week, which is the uh, Avengers Twilight book from Chip Zdarsky. That I'll read because it's also alternate reality, but also it's Chip Zdarsky. Uh, and we know who he loves. I mean, Daredevil's literally the first two pages of that book. Uh, so, you know, Daredevil and Spider-Man are going to show up in this book. I am going to spin this back to Turtles. I want to say, because you actually just made me think of this real quick. Doing what they're doing with this would be like if the new alternate universe with Jonathan Hickman's made all the other Ultimate Universe stuff's already happened. Right. Yes. It's set in the real Ultimate Universe, and it's just 20 years in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to read this. I'm excited to see what Jason Aaron can do. And I I will admit, I can be proven entirely wrong. Absolutely. Jason Aaron might have incredible stuff that is going to be, I'm going to be like, holy shit, he brought the turtles to a whole new level. And he might. I mean, the fact is, he wouldn't do it without knowing that he's going to do that. I mean, honestly, like, as much as I would love to see what Jason Aaron's going to do with Shredder... I feel like if Jason Aaron takes this job, he's going to create something even worse or more interesting than Shredder. And right. I hope and that, that he and does. And like I said, that's why I said, like, all the other stuff the Turtles have done, it's not terrible. No. But it never hits, like, the marquee. Like, like I mean, okay, for the, here's a great example. That last Turtles movie, how shocked were we all that there was no Shredder in it? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's great. And it's still it's still a lot of fun. It's still yeah. really cool. Although I don't, I, I'm like, I don't know where you're going to go with this based on the ending of that movie i'm like oh, th- this is not the but it's just it's it, but the thing is with the with the turtles i'm not upset that like it's in a radically different place than any other turtles version because i'm like god 
Uh, if I'm upset about like not seeing the turtles live in the sewer fighting Shredder and Krang, I can watch a hundred episodes of the cartoon show. Oh, and when yeah, I say yeah, cartoon I show, I mean three different cartoon shows or read like, the comic like, books. Like I was just saying, I would want Jason Aaron to do something totally different with the well-known characters because Eastman's got this one through 50 run of what I want. Yes. And then there is 51 to 100 where he tried new stuff that wasn't terrible. Yeah. It just didn't hit the same beats that made you go like, oh! Yeah. Exactly. Well, it never uh, it never caught the caught fire, uh, yeah. or at least the later versions didn't. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. Like, but I think that Aaron has the potential to make that happen. And I'm just kind of like, I'm I'm just surprised they didn't give him the softball underhanded pitch of like uh reboot yeah no one would blame them no one no i, I don't think anyone would you'd have a few fans that are like oh man but like and once again i've not read from 101 to 151 where it's going to end but the general consensus i got and the reason i didn't read it is when i caught up to turtles there was 10 issues into that yeah and everyone that i was on the internet was hating on it so i'm like you know what let me get let me get a few more issues in Yep. It'll probably spin around and everyone's going to like it. And instead of that, they just stopped talking about it. So I just have to go back, I just have to go back and read yeah, that's it. That's fair. Like, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, that's that's our discussions of today. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited for uh, for where we go with it, you know? Yeah. No, I, I want to see. It's Jason Aaron. I'm, I've got faith he could do something. I just, I feel like he's got an uphill battle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'd yeah. be like if, ba- like if, oh, Jason Aaron's got Batman, but every villain's already dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do with that, <laughs> right? No, Jason Aaron's coming to Batman. He's doing another Dark Knight Returns sequel. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, you know we've what? already I'm, done everything. I'm gonna pretend that doesn't exist. I'm just not gonna read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching today's episode of Absolute. Don't forget to check us out over at Comic Story and a Comic Pop. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll be back next Tuesday talking more news. Agreed.